Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. For we are the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing, to one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life. Last fall, I visited a vicar in Texas. He's serving and learning at a small rural congregation. The building, the church building, is an old one. When I walked in with the vicar, I was greeted with a smell that took me back to my youth. It was... Uh, it was a damp, kind of musty, closed-in feel. See, as this small country church during the week is mostly closed in, the air doesn't get to circulate in and out, so it has that kind of musty, closed-in smell. I grew up on a small farm in central Wisconsin, and the church we went to was about a mile down the road, and it was a small country church. During the week, it was closed up. Except on Sunday, Saturday morning, Saturday morning, seven of us, confirmation students, seventh and eighth graders, would enter into that church, and we were greeted with kind of a damp, musty, closed-in smell. During the summer, some dedicated moms would put on a vacation Bible school for two weeks. And that church up in Wisconsin had a basement. That's where we did crafts and had Kool-Aid and cookies. Had a little bit damper feel to it, but it was that same sort of musty, closed-in, old church building aroma. And I call it an aroma, not a smell so much, but a fragrance. See, when I walked into that church in Texas, the first thing I said was, whoa, this takes me back to my youth. It reminds me of those Saturday mornings when Pastor Deke taught me the basics of the Christian faith in the catechism. It reminded me, reminded me of those dedicated moms who in a way, first taught me as a youth about Jesus. That pastor, those moms, were a fragrant aroma because they brought the life, the being saved in Jesus, to my life. Now, I know, I know that the Apostle Paul here is using the words fragrance and aroma metaphorically. The people who actually bring that message, he's not talking about how they actually smell. They're a fragrant aroma because that's how he's describing the people who bring that life-giving message of Jesus to others. Now, maybe, maybe he did have the sacrifices on the altar in the temple in mind, or perhaps the incense that rises up. But here, it's metaphorical. It's referring to those who bring life 
the life of Jesus to people's lives who believe and death to those who reject him. But sometimes, sometimes the, the metaphorical, the figurative, and the literal can merge together to produce some really powerful memories of people who brought the life of Jesus to you. At that little country church in Wisconsin, every year, the teachers in the Sunday school would take us kids in December and practice for the annual Christmas program. We'd each get our little lines and have to walk up there but when it was over, we all sit in the pews up front, and we were excited. You're smiling because you know what I got in the bag, don't you? <laughs> I grew up on a small farm, like I said, and we didn't have much. <laughs> we were dirt poor. And you didn't get fresh fruit in the wintertime. And maybe mom would splurge and go get some nuts. But when that was over, every one of us in that Christmas program got a bag. <sighs> Peanuts. An orange. A hint of an apple and some candy. The literal smells in this bag take me back to that Christmas program where I learned from those teachers about the birth of Jesus and why he came. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And you will call him Emmanuel. You will give him the name Jesus. He will save you from your sins. It's a wonderful smell. A fragrant aroma. Sometimes, sometimes the literal and the metaphorical will merge together. It'll create some powerful memories, and that's when you want to give thanks. Paul writes, thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. The fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus. There are some of the most powerful smells of all. The ones that occur in Jesus' own life. Now obviously, none of us were there back then, but we know the smell. The odors, the fragrances, the aromas, and it'll take us right back there. He was born in that manger, in a stable. Perhaps some animals around, hay and straw. I grew up on that farm. I know what it's like inside of a barn in the wintertime with the animals all there and the hay and the straw. And that smell takes me right back to Jesus' birth, the Savior. Or jump ahead 30 years to the Jordan River when Jesus is being baptized. 
He is there for us. He's taken his stand with us. He's there in our place to begin the public ministry. Well, he will take our guilt and our sin and our death. We will get his life. He will save us. It all begins, in a sense, with his official public beginning in the Jordan River. And who's standing next to him? John the Baptist. Now, we know John the Baptist ate that locust and honey, but what did he wear? What did he wear? Camel's hair. I've smelled animal fur when it's been wet. It's a rather pungent smell. And there's Jesus at his baptism. And the aroma a rather pungent, wet cloak by John the Baptist. You know what bread smells like? Fish, too. On a hillside in the evening, Jesus takes some bread, he takes some fish, he breaks them up into baskets, and it feeds thousands of people. It is the very Son of God doing a miracle and we're there when we smell the bread and the fish. Well, right before his final week of life, he's in the home of his friends Lazarus and Mary and Martha. And Mary, Mary takes a pound, 16 ounces, oh, some say it's 11 ounces, of expensive perfume. In a book by uh, Thomas Traeger, so that all may know, he talks about this. He says, if you go to a fancy department store, Macy's, at the cosmetic counter, they have those little bottles where if you just squeeze it, you get a, a little spray of perfume. And that's enough. <laughs> you put that on you, you're going to smell the whole rest of the day. Let's say that little spray is about a thousandth of an ounce. There may be a thousand of them in one ounce. And Mary has a pound of it. Thousands and thousands of those little sprays. She breaks it open. She puts it on Jesus. You know what the room smells like. The perfume just overwhelms you. Some chide her for doing that, but Jesus says no. And Mary is remembered to this very day. Just smell the perfume of her extravagant devotion. Some smells with Jesus are more metaphorical. It's the stench of hatred and anger. The air reeks of fear and cruelty. But then quickly it becomes literal once again as you smell a, a rotting piece of wood, bloodstained from too many crucifixions. And if you stand close enough, there's, there's the odor of blood and sweat and tears and death as Jesus hangs there to carry out his mission. 
Now, some would say those smells are horrendous. But for us, they're the smells of life, a fragrant aroma, Jesus giving his life for us. It's the being saved Paul talks about. But the best smells come on Easter morning. When you walk into church on Easter morning, you smell flowers, lilies, new clothes. And if the day falls just right, a fresh spring breeze to come into the church and take away the winter death. On that first Easter morning, the tomb is empty, the stone is rolled away, and the early morning breeze, the death and the sin and the punishment are gone. Oh, the most powerful smells, aromas, fragrances, odors are from Jesus himself. The fragrance of the knowledge of his life to our lives. The very first smell I can remember comes from that little church in central Wisconsin. When my mother went up to communion, the kids stayed in the pews. We didn't have the tradition of coming up for a blessing. She would come back and she would kneel between the pew we sat in and the run in front like this. We didn't have kneelers in that little church, but the custom was for everybody to kneel in that fashion. I was probably five, six years old at the time, and when she came back, I would try to get her to talk because I wanted to smell the wine on her breath. The very first smell I can remember is communion wine on my mother's breath. About 35 years later, my mother died. Alzheimer's had taken most of her memory. She barely remembered any of her children. I went to visit her one last time a couple months before the funeral. And I brought my communion set. I took out the little chalice, little paten. She couldn't take a whole wafer, so it was just a tiny piece. Communion wine. I doubt that she remembered me that day. I doubt she remembered she even received communion after I left. But when I took out the little agenda 
and open it to the communion liturgy. And I started the confession of sins. She said it right along with me. And when I said the Lord's Prayer, she said the Lord's Prayer. When I took that little bit away from her, she knew what to do with it. And with the sip of wine, too. The Apostle Paul says that as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. My mother was a fragrant aroma because from the very first memory of her son to the very last time she took the Lord's Supper, she proclaimed the Lord's death to me. And that is a wonderful aroma. The aroma of one who shares the life of Jesus to give life to her son. Now I'll admit that every time I take communion, I don't think that. But every so often, I'll catch a whiff of the communion wine and it takes me back. And the literal smell and the figurative metaphorical description merge together in a powerful memory of life. I don't know what aromas, what fragrances will trigger those kind of memories for you. Maybe holding a, camel, a candle on Christmas Eve in a candlelight service. Maybe it is incense. Maybe it's, maybe it's the casseroles at a potluck or in a funeral dinner. All I know is if, not if, when, when the metaphorical and the literal merge together, and bring powerful memories of someone who has brought the life of Jesus, being saved by him into your life, it is a moment to give thanks. It is a moment to give thanks for the fragrant aroma of someone who has brought you Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all our understanding fill our hearts and our minds and even our nostrils with the life of Jesus Christ. Amen.